I like to say the journey of entrepreneurship is one of the most unexpected and beautiful, sometimes tough, personal development journeys that you will go on, and very unexpectedly. So you do, you change as a person a lot, and you just grow these levels of yourself that you didn't even know existed as a business owner. Because yeah, you might have help, you might have a little bit of a team, but maybe you don't at first and you kind of have to wear so many hats and just kind of learn as you go. And it's it's a lot and you learn very quickly and you can grow. You have the potential to grow as a person very, very quickly. So with that, your business kind of changes and you might start doing website design. You might start doing something else that you didn't expect to, to hate and you end up not loving it. Hate might be too strong of a word, but you might find that you fell in love with the branding side of things more and you wanna be doing more of that work or you want to, a year into it, you have found what works and what doesn't work. You need to make sure you're updating your branding, everything from your website copy to how you're talking about what you do to who you're talking to, to make sure that it is constantly aligned with exactly what it is you do and do not wanna be offering. You're listening to Brandlift with Tori Sikama, where each week we demystify branding, marketing, and business to help you get seen, get published, and get booked by dream clients. I'm a beach-loving mom from the Jersey Shore who quit her full-time gig and picked up a camera. Six months later, I was published in six different magazines for my interiors and branding photography, launching me down a path to booking clients who love me. Needless to say, I'm obsessed with all things branding, marketing, and design. Now, I'm bringing my 20 years of marketing expertise and my passion for photography and design to help you get in front of your dream clients too. I'll talk about the real struggles of being an entrepreneur, creating a brand that people love, and how to set yourself apart and grow your business quickly. If you're a photographer, interior designer, architect, builder, or you just love all things design like me, grab a martini and get cozy as we gather to get real about your brand identity, numbers, marketing, and more so you get seen, get published, and get booked. Get ready to give your brand a facelift with Brandlift. Welcome to Brandlift. Today's guest is Danielle. Danielle is a brand and marketing strategist and consultant and has been helping brands carve out their own unique corner of the internet since 2017 by helping them curate a one-of-a-kind authentic knockout brand their audiences become obsessed with. Through her platforms, courses, and various services, she teaches her audiences and clients how to adapt simple storytelling principles into everyday marketing practices to turn your brand into one that is binge-worthy. She's also the host of the Brand Theory Podcast, where she shares tips and tricks on how to continuously grow your brand visibility online. Danielle's mission is to inspire as many people as possible to live on brand consciously and unapologetically making choices from a place of alignment and authenticity. Welcome, Danielle. What an intro. I loved the delivery on that, Tori. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to get into this conversation and just geek out about all things branding. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that brings me back to how we first met one another. This is a funny story. So 
<laughs> one of your clients whom you obviously support their brand reached out to me for some brand photography. And I think you and I were the first ones to connect. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think she sent me your name and I was like, yes, do it. It looks great. And then we had that phone call together, but all like the forms that you sent us to fill out and all the prep work, I was answering all of that through her brand voice, which is funny. (laughs) So funny. Okay. So then it comes down to photo shoot day and I show up at the venue and you greeted me and I don't know how it started, but we started talking about podcasting and I said, I just started a podcast. It's called Brand Lift. And you're like, no way, no way. I have a podcast and it's called The Brand Theory. And at that point, I think you and I just became forever friends. Yeah, it was like a instant match. Like you just, I don't know, sometimes it, maybe it's a brand geek thing or maybe just an entrepreneurial thing. But I feel like our types of personalities and backgrounds just tend to kind of gravitate towards each other. And that was exactly what it was. Even if we were in a room with a million people, I feel like we would have found each other just based on our just different backgrounds, personalities, expertise, and love for what we do. Even though we do kind of different things, we all kind of come back to that foundation of this branding and and the the love and obsession, if you will, with it. Um, So yeah, we like kind of delayed a little bit of a start time because we were just so into our own conversation of (laughs) what is it that you do or how did you get into it or what is your take on it? And yeah, it was just kind of a match made in heaven for sure. (laughs) 100%. And that is the day that I said, you are going to be a guest. And so I am so thrilled to start this conversation. Well, really continue the conversation that (laughs) that we started a couple months ago. And so I want to get right into it. Yeah, there you go. And Danielle, you have so much wisdom and I love, I love your brand aesthetic. I love your vibe. And so how did you, how did you get into this? How did you come to be this creative entrepreneur? Oh, good question. So I went to college actually for communications, which is basically another word for I had no idea what I wanted to be doing. Um, I ended up taking a lot of classes in film and TV production, actually, and thought I wanted to go into TV production. I had an internship in the city with a well-known show and did the whole traveling back and forth from Jersey thing, did the whole hustle thing, graduated, kind of kept applying for more externships, internships, and Nothing was really panning out. So I went back to my old job, which was in a daycare. I was just a classroom assistant. I was only supposed to be there for a summer while I looked for something different. Um, You know that old saying. That summer turned into a couple of years. And a couple of months after starting, I moved up to classroom lead. And then I eventually to assistant director of that daycare, which again, was like not in the cards for me at all. Did not see that coming. But there we were. So a couple of years into that, I really felt that creative itch come back. I knew TV just wasn't going to work out for me at that time. And I didn't want to do film. I didn't want to do, but I love the storytelling, right? So I, I kind of fell into this Google search of working for your own, traveling and working. And that was during the time where that was very, very popular of starting a business, working and traveling from anywhere. So I fell upon these courses by the bucket list bombshells, a pair of best friends who kind of put these courses together that taught you 
graphic design and website design, but I also had taken those classes in high school and college in the marketing track also in addition to all the TV stuff. So it was more like a brush up, right? So I brushed up on that and started my business in branding and website design. So I was doing a lot of colors, fonts, logos, all that kind of stuff and putting that and making that look like something on a website. And that's how I started off. But I really fell in love, deep, deep love with the branding side of thing, but more of the overarching story that you can tell through a branding and how much it affects a business owner and their their customer's experience and journey with that business owner. Every piece of our business is touched by your brand. It's touched by not just the physical elements such as the colors, fonts, logos, all of that, but also who you are as a person, your eternal voice. How If you look at my Instagram, I'm very casual. I'm very much in sweatshirts and sweatpants and all of that kind of stuff. When I first started, I tried to be not necessarily corporate, but I tried to be something that was just a little bit different because I thought that's what we had to do. So now, four or five years later, coming into truly understanding all that branding is, like, yes, we should look a bit polished, but polish can mean one thing to a certain brand than it does to somebody else. So understanding that full story that we get to tell our audience and band of potential clients really comes from our heart and from who we are truly as a person and not just a business owner. So that's really how I got to where I am today. So now I do a different level of branding and it's additional to marketing. I don't really do website design so much anymore. It's kind of a, an a, not an afterthought, but a, an addition like, hey, can you update this page for me? Yeah, absolutely. But it's more these overviews of marketing strategies um, like I do for this this client that we both share is really start to finish launches and start to finish overarching stories over a year and kind of inc- helping increase the brand awareness to bring qualified leads to the business. No doubt. I mean, having clarity on who you want to reach. I love what you said that, you know, you are unapologetically yourself. Mm-hmm. And if that's showing up in a hoodie, an on-brand hoodie, I should say, <laughs> then that's your vibe and that's the community that you want to attract to you. And so I think that brands need to have that clarity, right? Right. Or, or if they don't have it, work with you to help develop it so that then they are targeting their ideal customers. And in the beginning, they may not know who or what that avatar looks like, but you can help them distill it down into something that resonates for their brand. Love it. Right. Exactly. And I think it's, we'll probably get into this too, but I think there's a level of knowing that that might change, that your avatar that you're kind of portraying in the beginning or trying to reach in the beginning is going to change six months, a year, two years, five years down the line. And that is also okay. Yeah. And we're definitely going to talk about measurements, measurements of success to know when we need to pivot and make a change. And so with that, you know, you do a lot of rebranding. We, we hear about this all the time. You start mm-hmm. in, in an A position, but you grow over time and you may outgrow your brand or you may, may outgrow a certain client base. And so when you get to that point, number one, how do you know that you're at that point? And then when you're at that point, what do you do, Danielle? Yeah, so it happens more commonly 
than you might think. I, I like to say the journey of entrepreneurship is one of the most unexpected and beautiful, sometimes tough, personal development journeys that you will go on and very unexpectedly. So you do, you change as a person a lot and you just grow these levels of yourself that you didn't even know existed as a business owner because yeah, you might have help, you might have a little bit of a team, but maybe you don't at first and you kind of have to wear so many hats and just kind of learn as you go. And it's it's a lot and you learn very quickly and you can grow. You have the potential to grow as a person very, very quickly. So with that, your business kind of changes and you might start doing website design. You might start doing something else that you didn't expect to to hate and you end up not loving it. Hate might be too strong of a word, but you might find that you fell in love with the branding side of things more. And you want to be doing more of that work or you want to, a year into it, you have found what works and what doesn't work. You need to make sure you're updating your branding, everything from your website copy to how you're talking about what you do to who you're talking to, to make sure that it is constantly aligned with exactly what it is you do and do not want to be offering. So something that I offer to people who might be like feeling a little bit like, I don't know what is going on, but I know it's not really working for me is this brand audit. And that's just kind of a a one-off call that we do. And it really just dives super deep into understanding you as a person, you as a business, where you currently are in your business and where you want to be. A lot of the times where you wanted to be at first, you've now gotten there. So the goals you set for yourself when you started your business, you have reached them, exceeded them, or you're just about to reach them. And now you're kind of thinking, well, now what? This strategy, this brand marketing strategy, this branding elements I had when I first set up helped me attract the type of audience and the type of clients that I needed to get to this next step. But I don't want to be doing this for the next six, 10 years of my life. I want to be doing the next level of that. So just as you grow, your services are going to grow with you. So it's really about analyzing, and you could do this on your own. It's analyzing, are you happy with what you're offering? Are you excited to start talking about your brand? Are you excited to get on social media and talk about your offerings? Your offerings may not change. They may just add another level of experience that makes you even more excited to talk about them. But if you're feeling like you're not excited about these things or you're not excited about the look of your brand, you're embarrassed, you're feeling embarrassed about your social media or the images that we're seeing or the old photographs that we're seeing or any website elements that you might see if you're feeling this tinge of, I wish this was different, or I'm not sure what I want to be different, but I wish this showed my growth. If you're feeling that, then it's time for a rebrand. And it doesn't always have to be a new logo, a new name, new colors, new fonts. Sometimes it can just be adding an additional element to your existing services. Like for example, if you are a coach and you offer coaching packages, it could be, okay, maybe we can raise your prices And we can add in a customized welcome box that they get. And it's this whole in-person experience that they get to add on to your virtual coaching experience. Sometimes it's just these small tweaks to add in this this level of rebrand that make you re-excited, re-energized, and again, bring you back to being focused on what you were so excited at the first point. So I think that's to answer your question, that's where I would start of recognizing whether or not you need a rebrand is really analyzing how you're feeling about your business overall, if you're stressed, if you're frustrated, those kind of always come with the territory, right? But if you're feeling not excited in general, that's definitely an indication that a rebrand could be a possibility. Yeah. So it truly is that emotional, visceral, that 
that gut instinct. And you need to listen to that is what you're saying. Yes. And I think too, if you're finding sales are slowing down, it could be an indication of a dip in the market, but also can be an indication of if you are, again, not excited to show up and promote, or if you feel like it's your offer is kind of stalled out or even a little bit stale, just time to shake things up. So shaking things up. Before we do shake things up, you know, we talk about measurements of success. And you know, there's so many channels by which we are all as entrepreneurs trying to reach. I call it like the starfish, right? So there's there's social media, there's Pinterest, there's Instagram, there's Facebook ads, there's Google Analytics, there's website SEO, there's different, uh, you know, course creating and quizzes and all these things to try and bring our tribe, you know, lure them, not lure them, that's the wrong word, trying to attract (laughs) that ideal customer. Attract. So when we don't see that we are attracting what we set out as a goal in the rebranding process, do you have a means by which to measure all of these, you know, starfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I personally love looking at analytics and I love seeing who is kind of behind the scenes of clicking and what they're reacting to and where do they follow off the website or what are they seem to be more into through an Instagram post and less into. And I love all of that. But I think when it comes down to recognizing if a rebrand is successful, I want to look more at the engagement status. So if you went from before a rebrand, if you felt like your engagement kind of dipped a little, maybe because your audience is used to your content already or they have moved on, you have kind of taught them everything, they came to learn one thing and they're kind of at the next stage because you obviously are the best at what you do and you help them. So if they're if the engagement is a little bit dipped and then all of a sudden you did this rebrand and they started kind of paying attention again and you're teaching something new or in a new way and the engagement goes up, I think that those are signs of the successful rebrand. It's not necessarily more followers, not necessarily a, a wider reach. I think it would be engagement of your current audience first. And then I think you can look into inviting a new collection of audience to you. Okay. All right. So someone has this this gut instinct that I feel like my engagement has changed and not for the better. So I reach out to Danielle, I reach out to you. And what does that look like? Like, how do I start with this audit? Take me through the steps. Yeah. So first, it's it's really a very casual conversation of me understanding. So I actually don't like to look at your website or any of your socials beforehand. And I'll tell you why. I like you to tell me what's going on, what you do, how you kind of got to where you are now, and what, if any, goals you have next. I want you to tell me how you see your brand. And then I take all of that information and I go and do my own deep dive and deep stalking of every single piece of your brand. So I will add in, I will go to every single social media outlet that you're on. I will read through your posts probably within the last six months. I will read through every single one. I will click every single link that is active. I will tell you what links are broken or no longer needed. 
I will opt into every single freebie that you have because I'm trying to get the customers and the audience perspective of what your brand is, what they offer, and what you represent and how you can help me. A lot of the times what I see and what they see and or what they are telling me they want to do does not match somewhere. And it's not every single point of contact, but there are usually some things that just kind of fall off or don't match anymore or are no longer needed or no longer serving the audience or the business owner. So we take those analytics and we take those findings and I say, this is what I found based on what you told me you want to do, based on what you told me your goals are, what your new newfound love is and what you want to be taking your business, the direction you want to be taking your business, I will give you a whole slew of suggestions of how to do that. So it's a little bit of consulting, a little bit of coaching, and then you are free to take those ideas and give them to your team to execute, to execute on your own, or we can work together to execute on those changes. And they can be as simple as, hey, I think you should add in a few new colors to match your new growth and take away the the baby colors that you're using when you first started your business. <laughs> or it can be bigger as, hey, you're ready to launch this course you told me about and here's kind of how we can work with you to do that or here's how I would start doing that. Okay. I love this. <laughs> now, you and I are both storytellers. I am very much the visual storyteller in the fact that my images are telling the story without words. Mm -hmm. And you are the person that is getting the flavor of a person's and a brand personality and really helping them find their voice. So I'm trying to help them find their voice visually to appeal and draw those ideal customers to their websites, on social media, aesthetically having a very professional presence online, mm-hmm. especially, you know, I work with a lot of creative entrepreneurs, architects, builders, and interior designers. It's very important for them to have professional images. Yes. Do you talk to your clients about photography and imagery with the branding process? Yeah, absolutely. Because so like I mentioned in in the beginning, if you look at my Instagram, I'm very casual. So even my photo shoots are very casual, but a lot of my clients are not as casual as me. I would say 85% of them, which is great. (laughs) I love that. So yeah, if I find the need, if I see the need for, hey, you need to update your product photos, hey, you need to update your just brand photos in general. And even me, I know I'm due for some well overdue. Um, But, you know, the classic, you don't treat yourself like the ideal client and you just, you know, always push yourself off to the side of the to-do list. That's the stage I'm in right now, but we're getting there. (laughs) But yes, absolutely. It is absolutely something I recommend a lot. And I'm constantly on the lookout of when you do predicting because I do so much of the marketing planning and will dive into their, their photo archives predicting, hey, you're going to need new photos in June of 2023. Let's get that scheduled. So absolutely, yes. That's great to hear because I know, you know, being both in branding, but from different lenses, different perspectives, Mm -hmm. I love the fact that you and I are kind of on a parallel track in terms of the words need to match the imagery, both need to be professional and on brand and current and relevant yes, and ensuring that when our potential new customers 
are scrolling, we want them to stop. We want them to come and visit. And Danielle, what would you say? How, when someone's scrolling or someone puts in a keyword, what are the odds that your audience is seeing what you're producing, what you're putting out into the universe? Yeah, I think, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can look at that too. On on Instagram, if you're scrolling, I think imagery-wise, yes, you kind of want something that stops the scroll, but you also want something that somebody can look at and say, wow, that's relatable or wow, that's absolutely gorgeous. Whatever you, your business is trying to sell. So let's take interior designers, for example. Like we want to see luxury level interior design, right? And that's what's going to make me stop. If you're looking for a caterer and you want something very over the top, very fancy, and you see this gorgeous plated food, that's going to make me stop this girl. So it has to be related to what you're selling, but I think also has to be relatable in, in the fact of, yeah, that's what I want and that's relatable because that's what I want. So if it's somebody like me who... I may stop the scroll in a different way. So I might stop the scroll because I am so casual, because I'm talking about these very important things in a very casual way. That would be like my way to stop the scroll. So I think that's social media. That's something to keep in mind is making the content relatable to the audience you're trying to reach. But then, of course, like on websites and stuff like that, having those beautiful photos catches the eye. But we also want to make sure that our SEO, our meta tags, our keywords are all helping those photos do what they're supposed to be doing. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, you touched on it, SEO. And I, you know, was listening to one of your previous podcasts and you had a guest, I think it was in the spring, and she Mm -hmm. talked about her experience with, you know, she wrote these blog posts. I think she was from Bali. Yeah, she, I think I know who you're talking about. She's a, literally a world traveler and she pays her bills and pays her ways by blogging still in 2022. So impressive. (laughs) Incredible. Yeah. So impressive. And she talked about, I'm, I'm now putting a lot of time into Pinterest. Mm -hmm. I'm using tailwinds and I'm putting a lot of time into Pinterest and hearing what she said about Pinterest, just, I sank. I'm like, I'm putting all of this effort in. I'm writing all of this content. I'm putting it out into the world. And then I look at my metrics on Pinterest And it's like, what is going on? And she felt, she said that, and it seemed like she really had her analytics down. And she's like, for me, it's all about SEO. I'm putting it all into the SEO bucket. How can we, can you share with our audience, how can they up their SEO game? And what what does that even mean? Yeah, so I... It is this approachable beast that I have tried and tried and tried, (laughs) right? Which is why I invite guests onto the podcast. I actually did one earlier today that will come out probably mid-August with another website designer who's also an SEO copy and SEO expert. So I always ask the SEO people the same slew of questions of what is it, how do we understand it, and how do we get to work on it? And to the last person's point, she had great insights to share, but this conversation is fresher in my mind. So I'll share kind of what she shared with me today is SEO is search engine optimization. So basically what that means is if I were to go and search photography, brand photography in New Jersey, 
we want to make sure Tori's company has better chances of popping up in Google rankings when I go and search for New Jersey brand photography than any other company. Great. So what we have to do on her website, on all pages, home, services, about, any blog post that she would put up, that you would put up, is make sure we're using searchable keywords. So the best way to find searchable keywords, because I asked this too, she said there's there's a lot of programs that do it, but the best way to find that is right in Google. So if you were to start typing NJ Brand Photographers, there's going to be a couple other keywords and key phrases that pop up under that. So you want to take a look at those. If they feel too much not like you, don't use them. If they're going to feel too fluffy, don't <laughs> use them. But artfully put those in place throughout your website. So we want to make sure that they are in your heading headings. They want to make sure they are throughout some paragraphs and your abouts, in your offerings, in your services. And we also want to make sure they are in the description of the URL. So if they are, if you go to, I'm going to think of Square specific, specifically because that's what I'm used to. If you go into the page settings and you scroll down to page description or it might be called something different, but basically it's the pop-up of what would happen if I sent you a link to that specific page. It would have the page name and then it would have a small description. You want to make sure we're putting key phrases in both of those places as well. And the last place is in the URL slug. So it's going to be your website slash brand photography, New Jersey, whatever where key phrase we are using. We want to make sure it's popping up there as well. So those, it's it sounds complicated, but if you can get it on one page and go through the practice on one page, Oof. it's easier than to do it on all the pages. And then you're not always going to be, so one page you could have a couple of keywords, but there's only going to be one focused keyword that you're going to try to rank. Does that make sense? That's a lot. Definitely listen to that episode. <laughs> yes. That was really great, Danielle. That was- I'm an expert now. <laughs> I love it. No, it is. It can be, you just demystified it because that seems that seems doable to me. Yeah, good. If I'm focusing on one page, ensuring that mm-hmm. the keywords that I put into Google, those are the ones that I want to sprinkle throughout all of the pages on my website. Aha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I might be doing an audit pretty soon. We'll yes, gotta, exactly. We got We have to see if that's um, if if my website, uh, you know, is up there ranking high on SEO. There you go. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, so I was speaking of websites. Yes. As I was doing my research for this interview, I went on your website, and I love what popped up. I love quizzes. I'm in the process of creating a quiz myself. In the process, I'm storyboarding it now. They say start at the end. Start at the end with everything and then like mm-hmm. work backwards through your different funnels. So it's it's a lot of work. Yes. But your quiz is so visually on point and hilarious. And it just takes me, now I see your TV side. Like I get it. <laughs> Yeah, your quiz is binge worthy. I'm going to give yes, you that. There you go. Uh huh. Thank you. That is the biggest compliment I think I've received this year. Good. It was fun. So, to my audience out there, I highly recommend, and we'll get all the places we can find you, but go on and see if you need a rebrand. Mm-hmm. And this quiz helps you kind of 
at that gut level. It helps you decide, oh gosh, well, I started the quiz with thinking, yeah, everything is going great. And by the end of the quiz, I my gut wasn't feeling so good. So it really is a great opportunity to just take a few minutes and what is it, like eight questions? It's Yeah, it'll take you. It's the easiest quiz you'll ever take. It'll take you like two, three minutes, if that. Yes. And then once you put your um, information in, you get this great, you know, kind of like recommendation for what you should do next. Mm -hmm. And that was really helpful. So I recommend to my audience, and this will be in the show notes, we'll have the link to your website and you can go on. And I think the quiz even pops up if I'm not mistaken, but it's right there. You will see it. Take the quiz. Take the quiz. Well, Danielle, I I love talking to fellow storytellers, and um, you know, you and I are going to be seeing each other next month. I'm really excited about that. Um, working with our our shared client together and uh, continuing to grow our relationship. But I would love my audience to you know welcome them to have a relationship with you as well. And could you just share with us all the places that they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm on Instagram with Danielle underscore Marchese. That's my last name, M-A-R-C-H-E-S-E. Same username on TikTok, which I'm trying to get better at doing that. I think it's it's fun. I do think it'll be a little bit of a wave of the future, but I think if you're going to do it, you should do it now <laughs> if you're ever yeah. going to get over on that platform. Um, on my LinkedIn, on just Danielle Marquesi, my name, I have a, do have a Facebook page I'm not super active on, but I would say Instagram or TikTok are the best places to find me or my website, which is the Danielle Marquesi. Oh, I love it. And she has amazing swag. She Thank has these on-brand sweatshirts, hats. I love it. Yeah, because I'm all about brand, you know, brand lift, brand theory, on-brand. I love it. I love it all. Thank you but- so much. I am so thrilled that you spent the afternoon with us and I am excited to possibly do an audit. I got to think about this. I'm feeling something in my gut. And uh, again, thank you so much, Danielle, for, for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's always, always, always a pleasure talking to you and talking to another brand geek. And I can't wait to spend more time with you next month. All right, girlfriend. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. You just finished another episode of Brandlift, where we talked all things branding, marketing, and design. Make sure you rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. To continue the conversation, head on over to my Instagram at Tori Sikama Photography. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. For show notes and any links to this episode and to snag your step-by-step guide, on how to get published, head on over to torysicamaphotos.com and get started on your path of getting seen and getting published. See you next week on Brandlift.